Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Well, good morning, everybody. Good to see you this morning, and uh, I'm excited to teach and preach today. Can I do, can I just teach today? Is that cool? I might break in to preach, but I'm going to try to stay in teach. And so good to see you. Uh, I want to throw one up. Let's, let's pray real quick for Pastor Nick. Pastor Nick is down at our new Iberia campus today and uh, filling in there for Pastor uh, Jacob LeBlanc, and I'd like to pray a blessing over him. Father, we just lift up Pastor Nick to you today as he travels today. Let the anointing of the Lord rest upon him. May the unction of the Holy Spirit rest upon him. Would you use Pastor Nick as an instrument in your hand, just a conduit? I pray, Father, that the word of the Lord would come forth to people's hearts, and Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, can we give Pastor Nick a round of applause? We appreciate him. We are really concluding, uh, the fast is over. All those places that you thought about eating, arise, kill, and eat. That's what the dream that Peter had. How many of you been thinking about Billy's boudin? Come on, raise your hand. You lie, you fry, you're in church. You know, uh, so we're excited about that, and I pray as we've been the, doing this series called Making Room, uh, Pastor Nick actually began the series, and he went, he took us to uh, the book of Second Kings chapter 2, and that's where we began. And uh, we've gone through, I've preached a little bit, he's preached a little bit, and I told him yesterday, I said, I'm going to come back to the same story that we started with, because I think the Lord wants to show us something in there. And so today, I really want you to lean in. I, I'm going to talk, if I was entitling this message, I would call it the principle of honor. I want you to say that word, honor. Yeah, it's a word that we've lost in our culture. We've lost honor. We've lost civility. All you have to do is watch CNN or Fox News or your channel of choice to realize that we've lost something in our culture. And uh, just because we lose it in the culture, God wants to create another culture. Our, the culture of Christ within, the culture within the culture. And if, if, we, if we're going to see anything restored, it should be honor. I, I, Pastor Jacobs really challenged me, Heidi has as well. They said, you need to write a book on honor. Now, y'all are gonna have to pray for me because I'm, I'm not a writer. Uh, but maybe if the Lord breathes on me one day, I will write that book on honor because I think you see honor all the way from Genesis to Revelation. And I want to talk to you about this principle. Principles work whether you're godly or ungodly. Well, I'll give you an example. Whatever a man sows, he shall also reap. Did you know that's a principle? It's a godly principle, but even if you're ungodly, if you sow the right thing, you'll reap the right thing. If you sow the wrong thing, you'll reap the wrong thing. It's a principle. And so I want to take you to the principle of honor because I want it to mark this house. I think it ought to mark our house. In fact, I think it ought to mark your home as well. It'll never mark this home unless it marks your house. 
And so I wanna talk to you about this principle of honor. In fact, if I was going to give you a working definition of what does honor really mean, we're gonna put it on the screen for you. And, And this is just a working definition. I pray the Lord would give you even greater revelation. To honor means to esteem and treat another with respect because of who they are and what they have done. Honor has the sense of value. Everybody say value. It it has a, a price or quality. That which is valued and esteemed is honored. Now we all honor stuff, things, people, I just wanna make sure you see it in the scripture because I wanna talk to you about a couple of principles about honor as we go today. And I'm gonna take you back to 2 Kings chapter four where we began this series when Pastor Nick preached. But I want you to look at it from a different angle, same story, but I want you to see the principle of honor working inside and then how this works with God as well. So Father, we pray that you would help me today to really share your heart, a principle that if we'll embrace it, we could open up all kinds of things, open up your presence in our life, make incredible room for you. And so Father, that's my prayer today, and I ask that you would help me communicate your heart to your people. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everybody said, yeah, I want, so let's go look and see if we see the principle of honor in this story in 2 Kings chapter four. We're gonna be speaking about the Shunammite woman. Uh, if you might remember, she is a woman of wealth. She, is a, she got it going on, like many of you women up in here. And she's got it going on. And, uh, and Elisha is the prophet in the story. He has a, 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 an associate named Gehazi and they are traveling through. If you remember, Pastor Nick told us Shunem was not a stop-off spot. It's not where you stop and rest for, the, for two or three days. It's, a, it's really a place you just pull over to get gas, and then you keep on going. It, it's kind of like Opelousas a little bit. It, it's just a, it's a travel stop. You, you just stop here to refuel on the way to where you're going, and that's what Shunem was. It was one of those kinds of towns. And here comes the prophet, he keeps passing through there on his way to another destination. And we pick up the story in 2 Kings chapter four, beginning at verse eight. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem, or Opelousas. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. Now, I want you to see the principle of honor is already working. I I see them keep coming through town. I think I'll cook something for them and then invite them over to my house. I wanna cook something. I don't know if you're a good cook in this room. If you'll cook me something, I'll let you know. (laughs) I don't know if you got your go-to dish. Spaghetti, fried chicken, you got it, meatloaf, whatever it is, I'll be glad to taste it for you. She's going to cook a meal. She's going to honor them. Watch what happens. So she cooks them a meal, and then it says, after that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. 
How many of you know sister must have been able to cook? How many of you know if it wasn't any good, he wasn't stopping back? So sister had it going on. I don't know what it was, if it was a gumbo. I don't know what it was. One day we'll be able to ask her, but she went to her go-to dish and the prophet said, mm-mm-mm. I could imagine them on the way to shoot him, going, Gehazi, his, his associate, where are we going to stop, Elisha? He goes, well, we're going to stop at the Shunammite woman's house. We done been by there. She got it going on. I, I want you to see something, and I want to give you this first principle about honor. Whatever you honor, you attract. Let me say it again. Whatever you honor, you attract. Whatever you honor, say it with me, you attract. This principle works no matter what. It always works. It's a a godly principle and it works if you apply it. Honor will always attract. If there's no invitation, there's no visitation. No invitation, no visitation. Hey, I'm cooking something. I would like for y'all to come by. She didn't say, I'd like for you to come by to pray for me. She didn't say, I'd like for you to come by to counsel me. She said, no, I want, I don't want you to come by because I need something from you. I want you to come by because I got something for you. Do you see the difference? Oh, I wish Pastor you would come by and pray for my house. You want something from me. There's nothing wrong with that. But how many of you know if you say, Pastor you, I got a gumbo on and I'd like to feed you and then would you mind saying a prayer for me? How many of you know I'm coming? There, there, was a, there was a few years ago, there was a meeting here in town and I get invited to a lot of the meetings in town to pray or to do something and, and this particular week, my schedule was packed and I mean, I was having to say no to things and which to say no to, which to say yes to. And, and this lady wanted Heidi and I to come to this meeting and I really didn't want to go to the meeting. <laughs> that ain't going to mean. I mean, I had to say yes to something and no to something. And th- hers was a no until she said, <laughs> Pastor, we really need you there because at the end, we're gonna honor you with an award. How many know I cleared my schedule? Because honor will always what? It'll attract. When you honor, if you're looking, and so I I would say to you, and you go, I'm just, oh, I don't get, I don't understand, I just, I've heard people say stuff like this, I don't have any friends. Let, Let me, let me translate that. I haven't honored friends. Because honor always attracts, it always. And she's going to honor them with a meal. She's not getting them by their house until she decides to honor. Are y'all tracking with me? So she's gonna honor them. And then from now on, now a place of honor, they're going to revisit that place of honor over and over again as they travel through this town. You will never have what you do not honor. Watch this. So she's going she's gonna to take it to the next level now. She, she realized something. I, I invited them for a meal. And watch what the scripture says, verse 9. She says to her husband, I am sure this man who stops 
from time to time. Everybody say time to time. Yeah, he visits. He, he visits. When he comes by, he visits. And then she goes on to say, he is a holy man of God. As the relationship began with honor, now they're connecting and she realizes he really is what he says he is. He's not a hypocrite. He, he really is a man of God. He's, 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 not, a, he's not in it for the money. He's, he's, he's got a pure heart. She goes, I, I want to take it to the next level. I want to I honor him even greater. And she said, let's build a small room for him on the, on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. And then he will have a, I'm gonna give it, we're gonna give him a place to stay whenever he comes by. So I, I want you to see that, that, the, that the, the, the honor always costs you something. And what started as a meal has not now gone into a full-blown remodel. How many of you have ever remodeled something at your house? You go, we, gonna, we just going to add on. Heidi and I did this years ago. We added a room onto our house. We expanded it. And uh, we almost ended up in divorce court over it. <laughs> Uh, we decided we were going to add, and we had a budget. Like we said, we're only going to spend X amount. But, you know, once you add the room and then they put the new floor in the room, that the new floor doesn't match the old floor where they connect. <laughs> and so you can't have, as she would say, you can't have new floor connecting with old floor. So now you've got to change all the floors. <laughs> Are y'all tracking with me right now? And then once you change the new floor to connect with the newer floor, the new floor, everybody gets a new floor. Now, when you paint the new room, paint the wall on the new room, the old paint on the old wall is a little bit faded and it doesn't quite match. So what was going to be one room painted, how many of you know now you gotta paint the whole house? Are y'all tracking with me? And what you, so and here's us men, we just see you know, the dollar sign. And she says like, we can't live like this. I said, I'm fine with it. It don't bother me. I, I could imagine that with her husband. Let's, let's just build a little addition and he's going, baby, do you realize what that's gonna cost? Oh no, it won't cost that much. Just get a little table, chair, lamp. That's all we gotta do is get that, but I can promise you, they went, I know, but the new floor upstairs doesn't match the bottom floor downstairs. How many you know honor always costs you something? If you really want to honor, it's going to cost you something. She started with the meal and she got the visitation. Now she says, now let's take it to the next level. I want him to stay. Now, now I know we're talking about a Shunammite woman and a prophet, but I want you to apply it to you and God. Visitation to habitation. It costs more. The honor level just went up. The more she gets to know him, the more she wants to do for him. There's some relationships that are like that even in your life. Because honor is not just with God. Honor is to one another. Honor honors to people even, even who don't think like you. That we should be honoring to one another. And there, is, there are going to be some connections in your life. The more you honor them, the more you want to honor them. The closer you get to them. 
And I want you to see something, what's going to happen. So she's living a life of honor. Whatever you honor, you'll attract. I want you to see what's going to happen to this woman's life of honor. I want you to see in verse number 11, one day, Elisha is going to return to Shunem and he went up to his upper room to rest, his place of honor. And he said to his servant, Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate the kind concern. What is that really? Honor. We appreciate the honor that you have shown us. Now, what can we do for you? Listen to me. Honor will always, honor also follows under the biblical principle of whatever you sow, you will also reap. If you're not reaping honor, no one honors me, it's probably because you're not sowing honor. If you're wondering, you look around and just nobody appreciates me, nobody does, nobody says thank you to me, no one ever honors me, no one ever, I've heard, I've heard it, I've heard it from some of you ladies before in counseling, nobody honors, no one thanks me, I'm underappreciated in my household. I get it. Have you sown it? Whatever you sow, you will reap it, honor And so, honor falls under that biblical principle. Some of us, well, well, let's go back to the story because what you see this. What can we do for you? How can we honor you? You've been honoring to us, now we want to honor you back. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or, or the commander of the army? I love what she says, watch what her response. No, she replied, my family takes good care of me. I, 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 I don't need, everybody say need. Need. I don't need anything. Now, I know you're in this room, some of you are in the room and you're gonna say, I feel kind of the same way. All my needs are met. But do you have a desire? Is there any desires that you have? Not needs. How many of you know need? You you got your need, Uh, everybody in here looks clothed. Most of you in here, you had, you had heat or AC, whatever you needed last night. It'll change tomorrow. <laughs> Except for the 21 days of fasting, most of us didn't go to the refrigerator and there was nothing in there. We, we, we have what we need. And she said, I've, I've got everything that I, I need. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens, I've got everything. And so honor falls under that. Jesus is actually going to talk to his disciples because he's going to tell them, he's gonna send them out, 12, uh, the 12 apostles out, two by two. He's gonna send them out and he's actually gonna say to them, look, I want you to go to a household and if the household receives you, I want you to speak a blessing over it. I want you to honor it with a blessing. Now, if they refuse you or reject you, I want you to go, let me take that blessing back, and then I want you to shake the dust off of your feet, and then I want you to find another household, and if they receive you, go ahead and give the blessing to them. Look, look at here, because here's where a lot of people get. 
Pastor you, I've tried to honor relationships, but when I honored, I got rejected. So it keeps you from finding, instead of shaking the dust off, you kept the dust on. And it's kept you from investing in other relationships just because one rejected you. Are y'all with me? So I, I, want you to, I want you to see what's happening here. No, she goes, I, I, don't, I don't really have any needs. I'm taking care of. And later, verse number 14, watch this. They, they don't stop there. They don't go, oh, okay. Do you hear that, Kevin? You hear the beep? The beep is bothering me. Would you honor me by... <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Can we honor Kevin back? What? Kevin, what can we do for you? Later, watch verse 14. I want you to follow the story. Later, Elisha asks Gehazi, what can we do for her? He ain't stopping. She said she doesn't need anything. Come on, Gehazi, what, what, what can we do for her? And Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son and her husband is an old man. Call her back again, Elisha told him. And when the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, my Lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Now it's not about a need. It's about a desire. God done passed up her needs. Those were all taken care of by the Lord. But he said, baby, I know your needs are taken care of. The Lord's already done that for you. But you got a desire in your heart that you are afraid to even speak out of your mouth. Watch, 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 watch this. Listen to me. Honor opened up a room, but the room opened up her womb. Are you tracking? Honor opened up a room, but the room opened up her womb. Honor. You got it. It's in you. It's supposed to come out of you so that we become people of honor. All her needs were met. She stated that before, but her greatest desire was not. It was a baby. And it all began with a gumbo. It began with a gumbo. So I want you to see the principle working through this story, because it's a biblical principle. It works through the story, and if a principle works, it works with God. This story is really a representation of a woman who's honoring the prophet who represents God in the story. And because she's honoring him, she keeps drawing God near to her. That he's not even talking about her needs anymore. That was already been met. Now he says, let's get past the needs and let's start getting to the desires. 
Listen, some of you have some desires in your heart that you're even afraid to speak out of your mouth because you don't want to be disappointed. So I'm going to keep it there. I'm telling you, honor is the way that you're going to unlock that to have God moving and working on your behalf. Give God praise. Somebody needs to hear that today. Watch this. Verse 17, watch what happens. Be sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha had said. And we go, that's a great story. Well, it, it's just really, it's only half time in the story. It, it's not, the story's not even completed that all began with a gumbo. I want them to come to my house. I want to honor them. I'm going to cook something for them. I want to honor them. Honor brought them close. She got to know them, which only wanted to make her want to honor the man of God even more. Watch what happens so the child grows up, he gets a little bit older, and he's actually out. I'll tell you the story, because I, I don't want to read, it takes too long to read it. I can do it faster. And so she go, he goes out with his daddy in the field, the harvest field, to harvest. And he goes out, and he complains with a headache. And dad says, hey, why don't you go back home, tell mama. And of course he does. He goes back home, tells mama. She takes him, she holds him on her lap, and he dies. The promise the gift, the desire, dies. She takes the boy, carries him upstairs, and lays him in the room that they created, the room of honor. She gets on a donkey and travels 20 miles to where the prophet is. She goes to him and says, the child that you said I would have has died. Elisha says, watch this, Gehazi, Take my stick, my staff, go back to her house and lay that staff on him. Go do that. Go. And she says, uh uh. That ain't happening. You can send Gehazi, this is my translation. She went O Town on it. Uh uh. Oh no, you didn't. Uh uh. No, that ain't happening. You can send Gehazi, but I'm staying right here until you come. Okay, listen to this principle. Grab this principle. The more you honor, the more you can ask. You ever met somebody? You, you got an acquaintance, maybe even out in the foyer. You know them, you know them by name. They ain't never invited you over to your house for a gumbo. And they come up to you, hey, brother, you got $200 I can borrow? And you go, say what? Yeah, I was wondering if you had $200. And you like, you know, what are you thinking on the inside? Like, bro, I don't even know you that well. I mean, we go to church together, but bruh. Bro. That's what Heidi says. She goes, bro. Bro. I, I, what's wrong with that? Let me tell you what you're really saying. You haven't invested enough in me to ask that from me. 
Now, take that same principle and apply it to God. Some of our ask has not been, is, is way far and above the level of honor that we've given him. The more you honor, the more you can, the more you can ask. Ooh, somebody needs to get this. You, you, you may even be wondering why God hasn't answered a prayer. Oh, he answered it by not answering it. You'll get that later. God ain't answering my prayer. Yes, he is. He answering your prayer by not answering your prayer. Because he'll only go to the level of honor. So here's a woman, started with a gubbo, went to a remodel, got the desire of her heart met. Now the prophet probably going, he's probably, I get the prophet, he's probably like me, going, look, I, I got an appointment here in a moment, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to send Kevin with my stick <laughs> to go down to take care of that. And she goes, uh-uh, no, 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 that ain't happening. No, you can send Gehazi, but I'm waiting for the big boy. I'm waiting for you and I'm not going back until you come with me because the more you honor, the more you can ask. Her ask was not out of line. She cooking gumbos and creating room for him so it was equal to the honor she'd given him was equal to the ask she was asking of him. Are y'all checking with me? Watch this. So, guess what happens? He comes. He lays on him. He goes up in that room, and the scripture says he puts his hands on his hands and his lips on his lips. His forehead, nose to nose, lips to lips, lays on him and asks God to breathe the resurrection of life in him. First time it doesn't work, walks around the room. How many of you know when you've lived, when you've honored, people won't give up. They'll keep going for you the extra mile because they, they know you've honored. And so he gets back on him the second time and prays, and this time the boy comes and starts sneezing. In fact, the scripture says he sneezed seven times, seven times times he sneezed, he gets up and then he takes the boy down and says, here's your mama. And it all began with a gumbo. Are you tracking, because this principle works this way and this principle works this way. Vic's gonna help me. I got about 10 minutes left and I wanna tell you, because the story's not over. But I, I thought about this and, and, I, and I took it from this angle. How could I teach you real simple things you ought to honor God in? Real simple, just, it's not complicated. And, and here's, here's the four. If you'll, this'll build a room in your heart that God will stay in. Four walls, I said, just Lord, just give me four things. What's four things that if I could instill or translate your heart in this matter, what would the four things be? If, if I had, if I, was, if I was dying, right? Like I'm dying and I'm in the hospital and William comes up, dad, and I'm gonna give him the, the last shot, right? I've got the last shot at it. I'm not going to tell him, hey, 
Look after your mama, I'll probably say that. Take care of your mama. I'll say, son, pray. Talk to Jesus every day. Not on Sundays. That's a visitation. That's just a gumbo. Build a room where he'll stay. You know, when Jesus, disciples asked, they knew, the disciples knew, because they asked Jesus. They, they saw the miracles, they saw everything he was doing, and they, did, they didn't come and go, teach us how to do the miracle. They, draw, they, they were smart enough to figure out, wait a minute, we watch him pray, and then we see the power. We watch him pray, we see the power. He prays, there's power. Pray, power. So they knew, don't give us power, teach us to pray. And you remember what Jesus said. He turns to them, and we call it the Lord's Prayer. I think it really should have been named the Disciples' Prayer because he's given it to them so they would know how to pray. Do you remember how long it was, right? Remember, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. Give us this day. I mean, it's about what, 15 seconds? It wasn't like, hey, make sure an hour a day keeps the devil away. Just a life of prayer. Should I pray 30 minutes? Should I pray 45 minutes? Should I pray? I, I would say, yeah, you should pray 30 minutes, but it would probably be more beneficial for you instead of praying 30 minutes solid, which you could do, which is good. It'd probably be better if you prayed 30 times a day, one minute each. That you are continually praying. Lord, I, I just, Lord, I, I just need to talk to you. I just need to talk to you. Lord, I'm just talking to you. That it's, you're always got access. He's always on the line. Do you know how many times Heidi and I talk each day? Sometimes I, it's her and I go, hey baby. She goes, I was just checking in. You need something? No, I was just checking in. Okay, check. <laughs> you are checked in. All right, baby. All right, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> what are we eating tonight, baby? Gumbo. Oh, I feel honored. I'm going to come home. I'm staying with you, right? Just pray, William. Just pray. Pray. Prayer is, is how you knock on Jesus' door. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep knocking. And then I would say number two, I'd say, hey, William, have a heart of praise that you would be a praiser. What, what do you mean by praise? Praise is, is, is the way you show gratitude. It's, it's, it's thanking him. It's gratitude. It's always, Lord, it's all you. You did it all. It all comes from you. And everything comes from you. You did it all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we, 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 get, we get a ton every year during graduation time because our church is a large church. And so we usually have about 30 kids, 40 kids graduating from high school or college. So guess what? They all send me a graduation deal. Can y'all loan me some money? <laughs> and we try to give every one of them something, you know, we just, because we we're so proud of them, right? I just get, I just, everybody, whoo, let's send it to Pastor Yu and Heidi. And we try to give all of them something. And, and, and Heidi, she's on this. She goes, it is such an honor, an honor, when you send that check out, because we give green 
It's everybody's favorite color. <laughs> when you get that thank you note back real quickly, like you didn't have to wait for it and six months later, oh yeah, I forgot to say thank you. It, it blesses us to be a blessing when someone appreciates what you did. It makes you want to bless them even more. Oh, listen, young people, let me talk to you. Listen, if you go, I wish my parents would get off my back, then show a heart of gratitude. They'll want to bless you even more if you'll just keep thanking them. Listen, the scripture says, let me put it up for you, inhabits, uh, yes, you are holy. You who inhabit the praises of Israel. Some versions say, the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Watch this, watch this. If prayer is knocking on the door of heaven, when you praise, heaven knocks on your door. It comes, he wants, I want, I want to be there. It's an invitation. He, the Lord always shows up where he's being praised. Okay, look at me, watch this. If you only do that on Sunday, you just cooking a gumbo and inviting him by instead of making room by carrying that heart of praise wherever you go. Are y'all tracking with me this morning? It's called honor. And let me give you, let me give you number, let me give you the third one. Watch this. I'd say, son, William, be a man of prayer. Pray to God all the time. Praise him all the time. Every time something happens, just turn around. Give him the glory real quick. Just, Lord, thank you. That was you. I see it. It was you. It was you. I, I recognize. Just honor him with your lips. The scripture says, let the fruit of your lips give him praise. It ought to come out your mouth. And let me give you the third one. I'd say pay. Do you know what the scripture says? Let me show you. Let me show you what the scripture says. Proverbs, watch this, Proverbs. Glorify God with all your honor him with your very best with every increase, I like that, every increase that comes to you. Everybody look right here. Could I just take Pastor U hat off for a second and just be Eugene? Or as my mama would call me, Jeannie. Don't you call me Jeannie. I'll kick you out of this church. Don't call me Jeannie. Miss Debbie, don't you ever call me Jeannie. What was I talking about? I got off on that. Yeah. I took my hat off. Probably 25 years ago, Heidi and I finally got it. We don't give money to the church. We honor God with our wealth. I give it through the church, because that's what he told us to do. You give it through, but you're not giving it to. You're giving it to God. And when I give it, when I honor God, because what does honor do? 
it attracts. God says, I'm going to be up in your business. I'm going to make sure I'll look over, protect, watch over what I give you to steward because you've entered into a covenant relationship of honor with me. And because of that, I'm going to trust you with more. And guess what? I keep getting increase. Because I keep getting increase, I keep honoring God. It's honor to the Lord. You honor him. Oh, no, no some of you are not going to get it. You're still going to walk out of here and think it's yours. Good luck with that. I love you. I love you, but you keep wondering why the deal keeps falling through. When you just knew your ship was going to come in. Heidi told me one time, one day our ship was going to come in. I said, baby, there ain't no ship. There is no ship. There is no ship out there. We're just going to keep honoring God and let him be in charge what he entrusts me with. And he said, if I'm faithful with the little, he'll entrust me with more. And for 25 years, I'm just, I'm just genie right now. I'm just genie. For 25 years, we've watched the faithfulness of God. It's him. Now I'm going to put my hat back on. Is that okay? I'm pastor you now. I'm pastor you. This happened, true story. Years ago, back when we just had one campus, we had a member in our church, had been a member of our church for a number of years, went through a very difficult season and they came to the church and said, we need, we, we have this bill we cannot pay. If my memory serves me well, it was probably about $500, somewhere in that area. And they came in and they sat down and. I said, well, well, let's see, we want to help you. And here's one of the things we've always done for any benevolence need. We go look and see if they've been supporting, honoring God with their resources. Rarely does someone who's honoring God have to come and sit at the church table and say, can you help me? It does happen. There are exceptions to that. But listen, so this person been in our church for years. So I go look and I'm going to go, I'm sure they've been supporting the work. This is a no-brainer. Of course we're going to help them. And I go to look and over the years they'd given $300. Hmm. That's pretty good. Well, is it? I said, Pastor Jacob, they've only given $300. We know what they do. Something's not right. And Pastor Jacob, in his wisdom, said, return to them all that they've given to God. I wonder if when you honor God, and you go through some difficult seasons, we all do. I want to give him as much as I can. So if I ever have to come back, the more I've honored, the more I can ask. Are y'all tracking with me this morning? Somebody, somebody ain't getting it. The more I've honored God, the more I can ask. 
Number four, I'd tell William, pray, praise, pay, and obey. Listen, just son, when you read the word, read the word every day. A chapter, it, uh, it's, it's, not a, it's not an amount. It's read it to know him. It's a story about him. And whenever he highlights something in your spirit, obey it. We live in a culture that is now going to try to change the scripture to what they think instead of allowing the scripture to change what they think. Obey it. When you repent, when you, when you fall short, repent. Quickly obey because you love him. I don't want to obey. You saw Pastor Chris's message last week. There's two trees. Which tree do you want to live on? I want to live on the tree of life. I want to, I want to obey God because I love him and I trust him. He's good. He only does good. He loves me more than I could ever love him. Amen. Watch this. I want to, I want to wrap up right quick. Watch this. The story didn't end. The story doesn't end. In 2 Kings chapter 8, we're going we're gonna to fast forward like four chapters. The son had, was born out of honor. He dies. She asks. He returns. He lives. And then we get to chapter 8. Elisha had told the woman whose son he had brought back to life, take your family and moved to some other place for the Lord has called a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. I want you to see the, that relationship of honor. Now she's on the forefront of what God is about to do. And so she's gonna pack up her family, go live with the Philistines so that the famine will not strike her. Look at me right here. Everybody look right here. Listen, we're gonna walk through some famine in the coming years. In America, we're gonna walk through some famine in the coming years. Wouldn't it be great if you had honored the Lord that you got the warning not to scare you, to prepare you, not to scare you, but to prepare you that he would take you and say, hey, I'm gonna put the blood over the doorpost so this will pass over and won't harm you. You see it happening? Watch this. She took her family and she settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Watch this. After the famine ended, she returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to see the king about getting her house and land back. Now, you go, what happened? Well, there was a law in Israel that if a, a house was deserted for a number of years, that that property would revert back to the government. And so the government's got it. So she's going to see the government. She's going to see the king. And as she came in, the king was talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, Elisha. The king had just said out of his mouth, tell me some stories about the great things Elisha has done. Here she's coming. She coming. 
And now she's talking, hey guys, uh, tell me about some of y'all's exploits, you and Elisha. Man, I'd love to, I love these stories, man. Tell me about some of the things you've seen God do. He goes, oh, I want to tell you. And he's telling, hey, one time there's this woman in Shunem. She made a gumbo for us. We stopped by, we got to know her. And then she even went a step further. She created a room that we could stay in for two or three days just to rejuvenate, refresh, renew. She'd cook for us. She was amazing. And we asked her one time, what can we do for you? And she said, all my needs are met. Then I said, she ain't got no son. And she's telling her the whole story. Watch this. And Gehazi, verse five, was telling the king about the time Elisha had brought back a boy to life. At that very moment, the mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my lord, the king, here is the woman now, and this is her son, the very one Elisha brought back to life. Is this true? The king asked her, and she told him the story. Could you imagine her telling the story? Well, I just cooked a gumbo for him. And then, then I, I told my husband, husband, we need to renovate. And we did this, and then the floors didn't match. And so I told him, he was so mad. He was so mad. But finally, he relented. We got the floor. And then the paint, you know, she, you know how girls do. They go through every, am I in trouble? Is this bad? And she told him the whole story. So he directed one of his officials to see that everything she had lost was restored to her, watch this, including the value of any crops that had been harvested during her absence. Listen, look right here. You never give anything away when you give it to God. It will always come back to you. May I gave money to that church. Oh, no, you didn't. I honored God. And God is a debtor to none of us. He will, he, you will not outgive him. You will not outlove him. You won't even out-honor him. He'll honor me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God, God's gonna honor me. No, God's already honored you. He honored you first. He never asked you to do something that he wouldn't do first. God has honored me. Oh, has he honored you? Has he honored you? Has he honored you? Are you kidding me? How has God honored me? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son before while you were yet a sinner he said I'm going to send my son to take the place of all of us so that he could enjoy a relationship with us he already honored you by giving the most expensive gift he had his very own son you ought to honor back it ought to be reciprocal back to him we honor you God we honor we honor you we honor you listen to me I just want you to be a man or woman of honor.
How can I do it? Pray. Hadn't to be long, doesn't have to be flowery. It just needs to be real. You can talk to him like you talk to, like I talked to Heidi. Hey, baby. Hey, God. Abba. That's what Jesus said, Abba, which is daddy. Just a common term for daddy. I just want to talk to you. Praise him. Not on Sunday. Not on Sunday. Sundays is a visitation. That's just, that's just cooking a gumbo. Y'all stop by. No, no, I, I want to create something where I, I, I'm, talk, I'm, I'm praising him always because I'm, I'm looking for, God, how can I, I'm just writing my thank you letters. Every time God does something, I, I'm, I'm going to pay. I'm going to honor God with my wealth. So some of you, listen to me, it is the only area that God said, test me in. Only area. Test me. Just test me. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tip God. A tipper. I'm going to honor him. And then God, I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to look in your word every day. It's like bread. I'm going to honor you. Because he's already honored me. Y'all receive this word today? Be a man or woman of honor. Let's just lift our hands to heaven. Let's honor him today. Father, we honor you. We thank you. You're a good God. There's no one like you. Father, forgive us. We, we kind of wait to see what we receive instead of giving. Today, Father, I pray that we will not only honor you, but begin to honor one another. It's what the world needs. It's, it's, it's gone. It's gone. And Lord, let us restore it back to your house again. A place of honor where you're honored and my brothers and sisters are honored. Father, we receive your word today. Thank you, Father. Forgive us. Forgive us for looking to receive when we haven't given honor. And so, Father, thank you for today. I pray, Lord, that whatever we give, you'll give it back. Whatever we give, you always give it back. And so, Father, I pray in Jesus' name over your people that we would build a habitation, make room. Father, we'll always walk with your presence. We ask it in Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed, Christians, you're praying. Today, I want, if you're here today, and maybe you're not right with God, you know it, or maybe you're far from him, God loves you. Why were you were still a sinner? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who would ever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You go, what do I have to do to begin a relationship with this Jesus? A, admit you're a sinner. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. B, believe that Christ came was the gift of God, the honoring. God honored us by sending Jesus to die on a cross to pay for us, to buy us back, to take our sin, our guilt, and our shame, and then see, confess him as Lord and Savior. That's you today, and you're ready to receive Christ Jesus. I wanna pray for you right now. I wanna remember you, say, Pastor, you remember me in this prayer, I'm ready. Would you just slip your hand up right now all over the room? I wanna pray for you, thank you. I see your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Congregation, would, we just, would you just repeat after me? Mean this from your heart. Say, Heavenly Father, I confess I'm a sinner. 
I admit it. And I believe Jesus came to pay for my sin. Forgive me. I repent. Now come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I honor you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God all the praise? Thank you. Come on. Come on, let's give God all the praise. We honor you, Father. We bless your name.